Eroticism is important. It influences and energizes our entire human experience. Eroticism isn't sex. It's sexuality transformed by our imaginations. We encourage lurid listeners to cultivate eroticism, to play with it, smack it, and rub it down. We want you to enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. You are entitled to your sexual self. This show is for adults only, and it contains erotic stories that sometimes feature provocative characters and intense themes and situations, spanning many literary genres, including action-adventure, science fiction, romance, horror, fantasy, and paranormal. Please... Be an adult and listen responsibly. Hey, hey, Lurid listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. This is your host, Rose Carraway. Joining me again in the studio is Big Daddy Dave Carraway. Say hey, Big Daddy. Oh my God. That was my noise. <laughs> That's your noise. Okay. <laughs> do you like my noise? <laughs> oh, wow. Look what I can do. Oh my God. Okay. Hey, guys and gals. Welcome back to Cuck Week here on the KMQ. It is day three, January 27th. And oh my Lord, we've still got a whole bunch of stuff to do. Yep. There's so many days still left in this week. <laughs> By the time this is over, De- Big Daddy and I are going to be dead on our asses. <laughs> We're just going to fall asleep for a week. We're just going to fall down for a while, yeah. <laughs> um, what's coming up today on January 27th? We've got another live event. Cuckold Storytime with Nookie and Ryan, presented by Dating Kinky. This is a live event hosted on the Moan app, and it will go through Friday. And then we've got Deep Porning Cuckoldry with Crystal Welch. This is a live event hosted on the Moan app. It is for iPhone users only. Don't forget, they are going to be getting some Android stuff going, uh, but not yet. So hang in there. It'll happen soon. Um, We've also got Cuckoldress Musings with Cuckoldress Scarlet. This is a blog event hosted at cuckoldressscarlet.com. We've also got another live event today, Calling All Cucks and Cuck Supporters with Cucky1217. It is a live event hosted on the Moan app. Be sure to check out the Cuck Week schedule in our show notes for those times that they are happening today. And don't forget to plan ahead for our Cuck Week final wrap-up Q&A session on Twitter Spaces, where you can get your questions answered by cucks, cuckoldresses, mistresses, and bulls who live this lifestyle. Remember to plan your questions ahead of time, you guys. Have them written down so that you can read them. If you prefer not to speak, I will open up the at Cuck Week Twitter's DMs during the event so that you can message your questions to me there. Follow Cuck Week on Twitter at Cuck Week. That is our hub for all the links to the events, interviews, and blog posts as they happen. 
We're also still doing audiobook giveaways. It's the first come, first serve basis. The first five people who tweet I heart insatiable wives to us here at the KMQ will win a free copy of Insatiable Wives audiobook. No, your DMs do not count. You must tag us in a tweet so that it shows up on our timeline. All right, we've got another interview snippet for you guys uh, with Dr. David Lay. This time around, we're talking about the interludes that are in Insatiable Wives, where he interviewed actual couples who live the lifestyle of cuckoldry and hot wifing. And I just wanted to know, you know, where are they now? Are they still together? Are they still practicing cuckoldry? And this is what he had to say. Uh, let me see. I, I, I was still connected to a couple of them. They were still non-monogamous, but the flavor of the non-monogamy had evolved. And that, that, that is one of the things that I see in lots of non-monogamous uh, couples is that the flavor, the trajectory of non-monogamy, the actual kind of framework of the non-monogamy evolves over time. So, you know, I've seen I've seen some couples that started in swinging and then went into cuckolding. I've seen some couples that started in cuckolding and then went into more, you know, uh, BDSM kind of relationships. That evolution, I think, is really is really fascinating. I think the question everybody would ask was, is, well, you know, have, have all those couples broken up? Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm aware, no, they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and many of them are still happily together, whether they are still engaging in, in cuckolding or not. Speaking of interludes, today's audiobook snippet is from an interlude. And we chose this one because, you know, if you're married, like you know that communication is a huge deal. Uh, if you have a partner, communication is a huge deal. But particularly for me and Big Daddy, you know, we've been together for 27 years and we've grown up together. And that's kind of Bobby and Richard's story. So we could relate to to many things that this couple says. So we thought you guys might get uh, some good information from these two. Here is interlude two, Bobby and Richard. Bobby and Richard were the first couple I interviewed in depth. They live in a western city I visited on business and responded to my advertisement on Craigslist. Richard had gray hair and apologized for dressing casually in slacks and flip-flops. Bobby was slender, with glasses and a meek appearance that disappeared when she laughed. She wore a short skirt that revealed her slim legs and a silver bracelet on an ankle. Richard is an engineer with a long and successful career, while Bobby has remained in the home. They had been married for 36 years, were 55 and 56 years old, and were such an ordinary couple that their lifestyle would be a complete surprise to anyone who knows. It is, in fact, almost as much of a surprise to them. They met in high school in a small town in a southern state. They were virgins when they started dating and married shortly after graduating high school. Their marriage has been about as middle-class American dream as it could be. The couple has depended upon Richard's successful career, and Bobby never worked, staying home to raise their four children. The couple has never had serious problems and never considered divorce or relationship counseling. 
Neither of them admitted any history of infidelity, and there were no signs that this couple keeps any secrets from each other. The only hint of stress in their marriage seems to have been around Bobby's role as a stay-at-home mom. While she was home with the children, Richard traveled the world to spots that Bobby named off with the ease of long recitation. Brazil, Asia, Europe, Central America, Israel. I went through some hard years. After we had four children, for a few years, I was depressed. I gained a lot of weight. Some people handle stress by not eating. For me, it was the opposite. Eating was my stress reliever, and I ate until I was 40 pounds overweight. They sat close to each other during our time together and communicated with the ease of nearly four decades' practice. Both were warm and welcoming, with easy laughs, and were completely candid and forthright. Bobby and Richard had a wonderful communication style, warm, respectful of each other. They clearly had 30 years of experience communicating with each other, and it seemed to have been 30 years well spent. They anticipated each other's comments and answers, and there were times when one or the other would pause as they anticipated their spouse's response. They waited a long time while dating before they began having sex, and both acknowledged they knew little or nothing about sex. According to Bobby, they were both definitely self-taught in that area. Richard agreed with his wife. It's taken years for us to learn. It's been an evolution. We knew absolutely nothing about sex. We grew up in a rural area, around farms. We knew about animal husbandry, saw it every day, so we understood some of the mechanics. But in terms of sex within a marriage, or especially good sex, we knew nothing. Bobby spoke up. Both of my parents were older. My mom didn't even tell me about menstruation. I just had to learn about that on my own one day, much less sex. The only thing she told me about sex was to stay away from it. Bobby laughed again, but there was a slightly bitter quality to this humor, a flavor that hadn't been in her words before. Richard apparently caught this hint in his wife's voice and laid his hand on hers. We weren't in the middle of the Bible Belt, but close to it. It wasn't a subject nice people talked about. His wife continued. My girlfriends, we didn't talk about sex. We talked about boys, but not sex. Nobody else knew anything either, so there was really nobody we could learn from aside from each other. We definitely tried to make up for that, Richard exclaimed. We had sex a lot after we were married, quite a lot of sex, and for a guy, it was satisfying, but it wasn't physically satisfying for Bobby. I imagine it was satisfying emotionally, but Bobby didn't have an orgasm until she was, what? Bobby nodded. I was probably about 50 or so. The kids were older, and I had a talk with Richard one day and said, I want to have orgasms. I want to have lots more sex. And by the way, I've never had an orgasm with you in our whole marriage. Bobby's bombshell apparently landed on fertile ground. I can attest to many couples I've seen clinically where such demands resulted in anger and resentment, even sometimes violence. In many couples, such a statement could not and often has not been made by the wife. I was curious how this couple had established such a successful base for their marriage. Given their complete lack of education about sexuality within marriage, where had they learned to communicate so effectively? Richard gave all the credit for this to his wife, 
describing himself as an extreme type A personality who was pretty hard to live with. Only his wife's patience had, in his eyes, allowed them to have the successful marriage they enjoyed. Bobby was the peacemaker in their home who helped Richard learn to communicate and to control his temper. I return to the topic at hand with some better understanding of the foundation that Bobby dropped her bombshell onto and turned to Bobby, asking this slender, meek, peacemaker of a housewife how exactly it was that at the age of 50, she went to her husband of 30 years and demanded more and better sex. All right. This may be my giant ego talking. Pulsating, veiny ego. (laughs) Your giant, pulsating, purple-headed ego. You're welcome. (laughs) But I want to clarify a point. One of the things that you led up to going into that was that we very much identify with this couple, which we do. Mm -hmm. But I do want to clarify. What? (laughs) (laughs) The whole 30-year thing. Oh, Oh, That is not our situation. <laughs> I am an orgasm machine. Um, I, I would like to add a clarification to your clarification, and that is, I am the orgasm machine. You are merely the tool by which I get all of my orgasms. So, yes, fortunately, um, you know, and that's not to make light of this, because that, that was a really, like, kind of a stunner moment. Like, wow. Dang. Yeah. You know, your empathy really goes out to her. And good for her for freaking speaking up. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I have had, uh, man, if we were to count how many orgasms I had (laughs) from, uh, yeah, very early on in our relationship. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, let's get to it. I am ready for another cuckoldy KMQ story. Here we go. Here is Danny. Written by Salome Wild. You want it, don't you? You want my big hard cock pounding into you. Every inch deep inside that hot little box of yours. Tell me. Tell me how bad you want it. Yes. Mel whimpers. Oh, fuck yes. I want it. I want your cock. Give it to me, Danny. Fuck me with that sweet cock of yours. Fill me up. Make me scream. Danny smiles looks down at my wife, sprawled across the bed, legs splayed so wide it seems like two cocks could fit inside her. Danny's eyes are small and bright, full of arousal and mischief. Danny loves to fuck my wife, and my wife loves it when Danny fucks her. And me? I love knowing Mel is getting the fucking she craves while I watch. I'll lay in the cold, wet spot she's left, replaying every moment in my mind, 
long after she's laid her head on my shoulder and drifted off to a contented sleep in my arms. Here it comes, baby, Danny brags, rubbing the bulging cockhead down Mel's slit and into her. The sound Mel makes is beautiful, like a wild animal. I love that sound. I release my lip, which I've been biting too hard as I've watched and waited for this moment. I fidget in the armchair opposite the bed, where Mel can see me if she turns her head, but Danny can't, not without an obvious effort. Right now, neither of them want to. I feel a hollow ache low in my gut. It hurts so good. There aren't words for it. Mel tips her head back and reaches for Danny's thick arms, planted on the bed on either side of her. Danny talks rough, but acts carefully, making sure the condom stays on and that there's enough lube, that Mel is ready for that monster of a dick. I like that about Danny. It's what I'd do, slow and careful, until I was all the way in, then pull halfway out and bang her until she couldn't take any more. The thought turns me on in a distant kind of way. I don't get hard. Mel bares her teeth, sucks in a stuttered breath, then Danny's body is over hers. It's an incredible view, one too few husbands get to see. Big, heavy body leaning over hers, hips bucking fast, then faster. Take it, Danny says in a low growl, punctuated by a hard, deep thrust. That's it, baby. Take it. Mel lets out a guttural moan. Give it to me, she begs. The sound of her voice is both familiar and strange. She's the love of my life, even as she belongs only to herself. She wants this, wants Danny, and I want her to have it. She's taking off, soaring away from me, rooted to the bed, only by the force of Danny's plunging shaft. They go on like this for what seems like hours, sharing wicked words of desire, Mel bucking her hips and arching her back, tossing her head, her black hair long and wild. Danny sweats with the effort, giving my woman every inch and then some. Danny knows just how she likes it. Shit, Danny suddenly spits, pushing back to a sitting position between Mel's legs. Mel is shaking, decorated with droplets of Danny's sweat. What is it? Mel pants. Sorry, baby, replies Danny, as I crane my neck as subtly as possible to see what's happened. It's the harness. It's come unbuckled. Damn cheap plastic, Danny mutters, withdrawing slowly from Mel, who reacts with a groan of loss. Danny reaches around her belly to pull on the nylon strap that keeps the big, lifelike dildo strapped to her. I wonder for a split second if I should help. But this has happened once before, and Danny knows what she's doing. She's got the clasp fixed in a moment, fitting the cock back into place, then holding it out for Mel. Ready for more? Danny and Mel exchange a lusty smile. Mel nods, and in an instant, they're back at it as if nothing has happened. I like that about Mel. She doesn't insist everything in life be flawless. She rolls with life rather than fighting it. She's taught me to do the same. Even getting fucked by her bulldike while I watch seems natural, 
because it's right for us. Instead of leaning over again, Danny stays on her knees for a bit, arching a little and thrusting more slowly. She holds the base of her silicone cock firmly. Look at that pretty little cunt swallowing me up, she enthuses. You love my cunt, answers Mel. As they begin to speed up again, Mel reaches down to toy with her clit. I know she's serious about coming now, though she could be fucked for a lot longer if she wanted. Danny has stamina and likes to prove it. Her thighs are bigger and more muscular than mine, arms too. So is her cock, needless to say. I bite my lip again at the sight of Mel taking off once more, crying out her pleasure as she rockets toward climax, getting pumped good and hard and fast, just the way she likes it and Danny gives it. Just for a moment, my mind shifts to thoughts of my guy friends, my male co-workers. I wonder how they'd respond if they knew my sex life looks like this, wife and I both getting off in our own ways through a butch lesbian with a strap on. Even if I explained, they wouldn't understand. I imagine they'd judge me as even less of a man than if Danny was a guy. At least that'd make sense to them, that my wife would want to be fucked by some big buff single guy. We could have a threesome, the guy fucking her from behind while she sucked me off or something. No, there's no way to tell them. As Mel digs her fingers into Danny's biceps and I see her muscles lock, smell her heady fragrance in the air, my mind is squarely back where I want it. Danny is urging her on, knowing when she's about to pop even better than I do. Come for Danny, she murmurs. That's it, baby. Do I wish I could do what Danny is doing, say what Danny is saying? Sometimes, a little. But everything is right when I watch Mel peek and shatter, face to the ceiling, mouth wide, body stiff, then trembling all over. No sight is more beautiful, more perfect. Oh yeah, says Danny, as Mel rides out every aftershock. Danny's right to be proud of herself, not to mention privileged, more than she knows, but that's okay too. Mel pants and gasps, swallows and sighs. She's absolutely radiant. Danny pulls out carefully, then shifts to lie against the pillow on my side of the bed. She pats her thick thigh with a wink. Come sit on my lap a while, little girl, she beckons. Mel sits up and grabs the glass of water I placed on the night table when we came into the room. She drinks it off, then she turns her eyes to mine and smiles. She's already ready for round two. I blow her a kiss and send her on her way. you guys we hope you enjoyed today's story don't forget our cuck week schedule of events is in the show notes follow cuck week at cuck week we're also doing audiobook giveaways over on the kmq twitter feed tweet us i heart insatiable wives and the first five to do so will win a free audiobook of insatiable wives women who stray and the men who love them 
Also, we would love for you guys to check out Cuckoldress Scarlet of cuckoldressscarlet.com. Check out the Keys and Anklets podcast and confidentcuck.wordpress.com. The Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production. Audio production by Big Daddy Dave Caraway. The KMQ would like to thank the following musical artists. Nylor, Ryan Little, and the KMQ introduction music by Vivage. The Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast is brought to you by Cuck Week. Follow Cuck Week on Twitter at Cuck Week. stupid fish that's one of those things where you're like wow i this is a cool life <laughs> <laughs> this is this is real pinch me now yeah. please